professor in the Department of Anesthesiology, Division of Neuroanesthesia at Yale School of Medicine, New Haven, Connecticut. On behalf of the Trainee Engagement Committee of SNAC, today I will be discussing a narrative review of opioid alternatives in spine surgery, which was published in the Journal of Neurosurgical Anesthesiology, Volume 34, in January 2022, by uh, Shobana Rajan, MD, Jagan Devarajan, MD, Ajit Krishnani, MD, Arun George, MD, Jonathan Rasoli, MD, and Rafi Avitsian, MD. Spine surgeries are one of the common surgical procedures performed in the adult population and can cause moderate to severe post-operative pain, which can result in delayed mobilization and rehabilitation, higher rates of readmission, poor surgical outcomes, and poor patient satisfaction. Currently, opioids remain the mainstay of pain control during the perioperative period and is complicated by side effects such as nausea, vomiting, pruritus, urinary retention, etc., as well as opioid tolerance, dependence, and hyperalgesia due to chronic use. In this article, the four authors independently searched 89 articles from PubMed, 128 articles from Web of Sciences, and 111 articles from Scopus, and finally narrowed down to 67 manuscripts reporting prospective or retrospective studies, which formed the basis of the evidence for non-opioid analgesic regimes and regimens for spine surgery. The results are presented as follows. Preemptive analgesia begins in the preoperative period prior to surgical stimulus, and the key studies highlighting this technique focused on gabapentin and pregabalin use, acetaminophen and non-steroidal anti-inflammatory use, and neuraxial medications. Talking about gabapentin and pregabalin, the mechanism of action is inhibition of voltage-gated calcium channels, thereby inhibiting calcium influx and central sensitization. In the identified studies, gabapentin was used in the dose range of 300 to 1200 milligrams, administered one to two hours before surgery and continued in the post-operative period. Pregabalin was used in the dose of 300 milligrams uh, and a range from 150 to 300 milligrams, often in combination with other COX-2 inhibitors, ultimately resulting in reduced opioid-related side effects, as well as serving as an adjunct analgesic with unwanted side effects of sedation and dizziness. Intravenous acetaminophen, as compared to oral route, was associated with rapid and predictable onset of action, reduced opioid consumption by an average of 13 morphine equivalents, and reduced length of hospital stay, and significant cost savings, according to Hansen et al. However, this was in contrast with Morwall et al., who showed no significant reduction in opioid requirements. NSAIDs inhibit COX enzymes and produce anti-inflammatory and analgesic effects, of which ketorolac and silicoxib are commonly used. The main concern with ketorolac is its potential negative impact on spine fusion rates, which was found in six studies comprising about 1,588 patients, which was a review by Dr. Lee et al., and compounded by smoking. In terms of neuraxial medications, a single-shot epidural injection of hydromorphone alone or in combination with bupivacaine in thoracolumbar spine surgery, prolong the time to administer rescue analgesia. The key perioperative intravenous analgesic adjuncts reviewed in the studies included ketamine, which is an N-methyl D-aspartate or NMDA antagonist, 
methadone, magnesium, lidocaine, dexmedetomidine, naloxone, and neuraxial blockade, including epidural, intrathecal, and caudal uh, analgesia. Low-dose racemic ketamine has been found to reduce acute post-operative analgesic consumption and pain intensity in opioid-dependent patients undergoing spine surgery with minor side effects such as blurring of vision, fatigue, and minor hallucinations. Ketamine has been used as a single intravenous dose, continuous intravenous infusion, as patient-controlled analgesia, and via the epidural route. A vast majority of studies showed a positive effect on post-operative analgesia with the use of ketamine and a few minor studies involving ketamine at different doses, both as bolus and infusion, have demonstrated conflicting and insufficient evidence regarding the ability of ketamine to provide significant reduction in post-operative pain or narcotic usage after spine surgeries. In these studies, the typical dose used varied from 0.5 to 1 mg per kilo of bolus, followed by an infusion of approximately 10 microgram per kilo per minute on an average. Methadone has a property of both a mu opioid and an NMDA receptor antagonist. The evidence suggests that methadone has similar analgesic efficacy to that of morphine, but a higher risk of adverse effects such as respiratory depression, cardiac arrhythmia, and sudden death because of its prolonged half-life. Thus, it is critical for providers to be familiar with methadone's pharmacological properties before considering its use as an analgesic therapy for chronic pain. Methadone can be safely used to reduce pain scores, reduce post-operative narcotic requirements with appropriate monitoring in the post-operative setting. Magnesium is another NMDA receptor antagonist that can be used as an analgesic adjunct, but data regarding its use in spine surgery is limited. Role of lidocaine infusion as an analgesic adjunct in spine surgery should be considered with caution because of the lack of consensus about its opioid sparing profile. According to studies, lidocaine was used in the dosage of 2 mg per kilo followed by an infusion of 2 to 3 mg per kilo per hour and was found to reduce post-operative morphine requirements for up to 3 months. However, again, there is a lack of consensus about the opioid sparing profile and hence must be used with caution. Alpha-2 agonists such as dexmedetomidine have intrinsic antinociceptive and antihyperalgesic properties. Infusion of dexmedetomidine has been reported during spine surgery with variable results. Low-dose naloxone infusion reduces the incidence of opioid-related pruritus and nausea while preserving analgesia, although its optimal dose has not been determined. Neuraxial blockade is a popular mode of postoperative analgesia in spine surgery. Neuraxial narcotics provide more effective analgesia with minimal dose as compared to systemic opioid administration, which results in less tolerance eventually. Epidural catheters can be placed by surgeons at the end of the surgery to facilitate this. Various studies have reported improved pain scores at rest and reduced frequency of muscle spasms, however have also noted various side effects such as delayed respiratory depression, malposition of epidural catheter, epidural hematomas, risk of infection, etc. A comprehensive Cochrane database review found that epidural analgesia may offer a small additional reduction in pain up to 72 hours after surgery as compared with systemic analgesia. However, the quality of evidence was poor. Intrathecal morphine was used for spine surgery as early as in the 1980s. Morphine, being hydrophilic, traverses along the spinal fluid and acts on both spinal and central nervous system, opioid receptors to produce prolonged analgesia lasting for up to 18 to 24 hours. 
Side effects are lower than with systemic administration of morphine due to lower opioid dose in the intrathecal space as compared with intravenous or epidural administration. However, delayed respiratory depression can be likely. Caudal analgesia with local anesthetic and adjuvants such as clonidine and dexmedetomidine has been successful and has been used to provide post-operative analgesia for lumbar spine surgeries. However, lower extremity weakness can be an important side effect of this technique. Some of the commonly used regional nerve blocks in clinical practice include erector spinae blocks, multifidus services plane or MCP, and intersemispinal or ISP blocks. These are often performed under ultrasound guidance which can aid in accurate localization and visualization of the spread of local anesthetic in the appropriate plane. With appropriate placement and confirmation, there is a benefit of reduced 24-hour post-operative cumulative opioid requirements. Liposomal bupivacaine has been approved by the FDA for local administration into a surgical wound to provide post-surgical analgesia. Liposomal bupivacaine is a lipid polymer-based local anesthetic that consists of liposomes, which are microscopic spheres with lipid bilayers that encapsulate bupivacaine and allows for a slower and sustained release with analgesia extending up to 96 hours. This technique has been found to reduce opioid consumption in chronic opiate users. In general, local anesthetics were more effective when used in combination with other analgesic modalities. In summary, multiple non-opioid analgesic medications and techniques have been used to optimize post-operative analgesia following spine surgery as we described above with varying efficacy and side effect profile. Thank you.